Amen. So uh, I just thought I would uh, mention to some of you who may be kind of new to our church. So Scotty Hamilton, Scotty and his wife, France, have been part of uh, the Open Skies family for a long time. Um, I don't know how many years, 15 years, 20, 20. My goodness. Okay, they, they came in the early days, even when it was school hall days, and Scotty did an alpha course here with us at church. Their lives completely changed around, and he was actually in the corporate space back then and uh, really felt called to ministry and served as a pastor here at this church for many, many years. And um, a couple of years ago, uh, just felt a, a calling out into a couple of other things. I know Scotty, they started a, a ministry, Hamilton Ministries. They've, um, they, they, Scotty's even in business at the moment doing many things. Francie's an incredibly talented artist and a creative, and they've just been such a blessing to our church over the years just as a, uh, as a support and just, um, yeah, just so grateful to, uh, to them and to their families. So Scotty is also a passionate man of God to preach. And uh, it's a real privilege to have you. I don't know when you last preached. Was it was last year sometime, I think. About a year ago, not 20 years ago. Uh, but uh, he really is a blessing. And, and I just um, know that today, as you open up your hearts, that God will speak directly into your heart. I know Scotty's so passionate and it, it oozes out of him. So you're going to have to open up your hearts to let, let yourself receive a bit of that today. So let's welcome up Mr. Scotty Hamilton. Thanks so much, uh, Hilton Jin, for opening up the pulpit this morning. It's never uh, taken lightly, so it really is a privilege. Um, it's been amazing to watch Hilton Jin just as they stepped into the leadership role here at Open Skies Kloof, and just really watching you, Hilt, grow in such uh, maturity as a leader and in your ministry, so really incredible to see. Uh, Roger and Vonnie, Roger's not here today, but Vonnie, you there? I don't know where your husband is today, but um, is he bunking? <laughs> sleeping, but uh, obviously we got saved really under your ministry, and you really are our spiritual parents in the Lord, and we will always thank God for the incredible impact that you've had on our lives. Thank you so much. Fiona, who's also there in the front row, is, uh, is an amazing person who's impacted us more at a distance, but um, well, and now a little bit closer, but Fiona, we've obviously uh, gleaned so much of your ministry and the authority in which, in the spirit in which you walked over the years, and so thank you so much as well. My wife, I've, I'm the husband of one wife. It's a good thing to clarify in an African context. One wife is about all I can manage. <laughs> and uh, we've, God has blessed us with three beautiful daughters, one at university and two at high school. So three teenage daughters, which is a, a true blessing to be raising uh, daughters uh, in the Lord. All right, so I'm really excited about the message this morning. Um, there was a series that was started last week. Fiona ministered into the area of freedom. And really, we're going to continue to minister uh, out of this place of, of looking at freedom. Because really, in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verse, verse 1, Paul writes, and he says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. All right, so if you were to look at your life today and say, look, what is the, if you were to rate your life in terms of the level of freedom in which you're walking, on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, where, where would that be today? You don't have to sort of shout it out, uh, but just be honest with yourself because at the end of today, you know, it's not about the people that are around us. You go back and you look at yourself in the mirror, that right? And uh, you've got to answer it to yourself. So on a scale of one to 10, what, what, what is the level of freedom that you are currently living at in your life? Where, where are you at on that scale of one to 10? And, and really it's not meant to 
everything that I trust that I'm ministering today is never to speak down, is to speak up to you. Because at the end of the day, God, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So he wants us absolutely free, okay? And I remember, uh, so Hilton shared, I got, I got saved through an Alpha course in 2001, myself and Francine at the same time. And we really, it was a, uh, you know, God really got hold of our hearts. We had a, an encounter with him. And we knew that we wanted, as soon as I heard the gospel really for the first time, I'd heard the gospel actually for the first time in, in India. We were traveling. And uh, old years night, and we went down to a YMCA gathering in Calcutta, India. And we heard an Indian man get up and start to share the gospel um, at, a, at, at a sort of like a drama evening on old years night. And at that evening, Francine taps me on the leg as this Indian man starting to, to share the gospel and says, Scott, I recognize, I know that man. I said, sweetie, this is, I don't know how, you know, we're in India, it's a big place, there's over a billion people in this country, and you recognize this man. Anyway, we went to go and chat to him afterwards, and we didn't make the connection then, but he came and saw us at our guest house the next morning, and he was sharing, uh, just in his story, and he, we tried to make a connection, he was saying, no, he was, he was at Stellenbosch on a time of training a few years before that. And he, you know, and we worked out the connection that Francine had been invited by a friend. We studied at Stenbosch University. And Francine had been to a Presbyterian church through an invite of a friend the one night and had heard this man go to him preaching in Stellenbosch years before. Now we're here in India, over a billion people. Here we are sitting in a service on Old Year's Night and this man is preaching the gospel. And God was trying to do something in our hearts. We came back to South Africa soon after that, did an Alpha course. Roger and Vonnie were leading it. We got saved through that Alpha course. That was August 2001. Take it fast forward to January 2003. So that's about 18 months later. As I said, God was doing a lot in our heart. We were so hungry to serve him and to serve his purposes. And Francine was working as a medical rep at the time. And we were sitting at, down at Port St. John's. It was early January. And she was about to go back to go and to one of those medical rep conferences that they have at the beginning of every year. And we were sitting on this veranda of this, of this little, uh, little place, guest house that we were staying at. And we had the Bible open when we were reading. And I remember John 8, 31 and 32, just jumped out of those, the pages of scripture like it was, uh, like it was, a, like it was a, a, an arrow just straight into my heart. And in, those, in that passage of scripture, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says to them, if you will allow... And I'm paraphrasing it here, and the scripture will come up behind me. But if you will allow the word of God to continue to have its way in your heart, then you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I said to France, this is so simple. All we have to do to be absolutely free is just to allow God's word to continue to have its way in our heart. I can do that. Because uh, I, you know, I could see that that was... Because I, I got born again 18 months before that. When you get born again, it's because the Spirit of God, you witness with the Spirit of God that Jesus has died on your behalf. So when the Holy Spirit witnesses in the Scripture and He brings Scripture alive, you know that it's true. So when, when that truth sort of exploded on the inside of me, and I felt the Holy Spirit just say, well, Scott, all you need to do to be completely free is to continue to allow my Word to have its way in your heart. Right then and then, we phoned through Francine, uh, resigned as a medical rep, and uh, she, we signed up for Bible college. <laughs> and uh, she went to Bible college that year. I was studying uh, an, an MBA at the time, 
And I was, I was working hard that year. I would, I'd work hard. I would then uh, go to the study. You know, I'd work through the day. I'd go to a study group in terms of my studies at night with, the, with this MBA group sort of three times a week. And then I'd come home and I'd wake up my wife and I'd ask her what she'd learned that day in Bible college. And she would just, she would just download and sort of, you know, sort of feed me the word that she'd been sitting under that day. And it was just a hunger as the word was starting to just work on the inside of us. And I really want to just encourage you here today. It's the word of God that's going to set us free. We're living in a time and an age where there's so much, you know, the enemy is the, is the father of all lies. He's a deceiver. He's been a deceiver from the beginning, and he's going to be a deceiver until the end. And so for us to be able to be free, we're going to have to be in the truth. And it's the spirit of truth that's going to lead us into all the truth. Jesus, in, you know, when Jesus started his earthly ministry, he, the, the spirit of God, after Jesus was baptized, the spirit of God led him, it, it speaks out in scripture, into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. And you, we know that the devil tempted Jesus according to the scriptures, okay? And Jesus was able to counter him according to the scriptures. And, um, and then it says that Jesus goes out full of the power of the Holy Spirit into Galilee. And he goes into the synagogue on a, on a uh, as it says in scripture, as it was his custom to do. And he would, and it, and it says on that day, after he'd just come out of the wilderness now, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, he opens up the scroll to the book of Isaiah. And he starts to read out of the book of Isaiah. And he starts to say that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he has anointed me to do some things. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's, 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 he's um, sent me to, uh, to set free the brokenhearted to open up blind eyes, to, to release the captives out of captivity, and to proclaim the favorable, acceptable year of the Lord. This anointing that was on him was there to do that. One of the, one of the versions of the Bible actually says that at the end of that passage of Scripture that Jesus read that day was that Jesus was there to declare the year of Jubilee. Now, the year of Jubilee is, a, is quite a thing, eh? In Hebrew culture, the year of Jubilee came around every 50 years. On that 50th year, it was like a, they would have a, a seven-year cycle, you know, and, and, and farms were meant to operate like that. In other words, you, leave, you, you, you work the farm for six years, and then on the seventh year, it rests. And there's this divine cycle of, of rest and work that happens. And at the end of seven cycles of seven years, there's, there's then this Jubilee year, which is a 50th year. On that year, everybody who owed anybody anything was released from their debt. Does anybody owe any money in here today? <laughs> Has anyone got a, a mortgage? I got a mortgage. Anybody else got a mortgage? Any honest people in the house? Anyone got a mortgage? If you haven't, that's... Because uh, you know what, one of the things, mortgage, you know where it comes from? Two French words, mort and gauge. Mort is the short for mortis. Mortuary, it means death. <laughs> it does. We, we laugh about it, but it does. Mort means death, and gauge means pledge. So a mortgage is a death pledge. <laughs> no, it is. 
I know we can laugh about it, but I'm telling you, the borrower, we're talking about freedom and we're talking about slavery here, the borrower becomes a servant to the lender. Who's ever had a mortgage and the interest rates start to climb? How does that feel? How is it feeling? Like death. Not lacquer, eh? We've got to be honest here in church, eh? Is that right? Not lacquer, eh? To see, to see the interest rates start to climb, you're owing some money. It feels like death. It feels a bit like an oppression, doesn't it? It feels a bit like we're getting hemmed in. It feels a little bit like we're starting to become oppressed by a system. You know, the father of our faith was a man by the name of Abraham. Abraham, it says, looked to God, trusted God. God accredited it to him as, as righteousness. But Abraham had to make some decisions. You know, Abraham had a cousin or a nephew, sorry, by the name of Lot. And these guys were living in a time and they both started to really increase and there was great increase in both of their life, lives and the herdsmen of, of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's, Lot's cattle started to fight. There was strife. And Abraham was wise and he knew that strife would shut down the blessing of God, would shut down faith operating and he knew that he couldn't have any strife. So he said to Lot, we need to separate now. Wherever you choose to go, I'll go the other way. If you choose to go right, I'll go left. If you choose to go left, I'll go right. And it says that Lot looked with his natural eyes. And he saw the plains next to the Jordan River. It was lush. It was green. It looked good to the natural eye. And it says that when Lot had made his choice, and that's where he went to, God then said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, he said to Abraham, Abraham, now from the place where you're standing, look to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. Whatever you can see belongs to you. And I want to so encourage you, the enemy is always trying to enslave us to live according to what we can see just with a natural eye. When we live in that way, fear comes in. And my title of my message today is Freedom and the F Word. So Rebecca, our youngest daughter, in grade one, comes home from school one day. And she says, Mom and Dad, I know what the S word is. So he thought, okay, sure, young, grade one, that's quite young. Obviously a bad crop of kids that are coming through in the grade one year now. <clears throat> so he said, okay, love. <laughs> well, let's, you know, what is that? And she says, and you can see she was feeling a little bit nervous about getting it out. And she says, stop it. <laughs> sure, we were relieved, eh? We just thought, okay. <laughs> Praise God that that's as bad as she, you know. Stop it, we can deal with, you know, in grade one. But I want to encourage you, as I'm speaking today to freedom, there's an F word. And that's fear. That is, the, that is the thing that tries to continue to come in to bring us into captivity and to bring us into a place of slavery again. In, in Galatians 5, and Fiona ministered out of her life so powerfully last week, how she was so bound and how God has set her free. And I want to encourage you, as the Holy Spirit has set us free, as we come to salvation, we've got to continually allow the word to now have its way in our hearts so that we continue to move into one degree of freedom and the next. We've got to keep moving. You know, guys, because it, it speaks about in Scripture that if we don't keep moving and allow God's word to keep working in our hearts, the enemy comes back and, and he tries to bring us back into bondage. 
back into slavery. And it speaks about in the scriptures that by whatever you and I are overcome by, if it's lust, if it's gossip, if it's anger, if it's jealousy, what, if it's intimidation, if it's rejection, if it's um, the fear of man, whatever it is, fear of failure, whatever we are overcome by, we are then enslaved to that thing. And God doesn't want us to be enslaved to anyone except that we were enslaved to him as a love slave. <laughs> okay. Indebted only to God. And I want to just so encourage you this morning, you know, that, that fear, and I've seen it in operation in our lives, you know, and, and where the enemy has tried to come in and cause us to, to, to shrink back and to live small lives. And, 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 the, and whenever that starts to happen and, he, and, he, and, he, and circumstances and outward pressure starts to come on our lives um, and, we, and we get our eyes off Jesus and we get our eyes onto our circumstances, it's like that pressure grows more and more and more. And so we've got to learn how to live from the inside out. Imagine the, 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 the pressure that would have been on Elijah that day that he was in that cave running from Jezebel. He just cut off the heads of 850 false prophets. Jezebel had just said to him, if you're not like one of those prophets by this time tomorrow, then I'm going to die. She prophesied her own death because she was killed a little while later, by the way. But Elijah is now on the run. He's on the run and he's in this cave and he's feeling this pressure from the outside, this intimidation that's coming on his life, that he, this fear that's trying to restrict him away from the the call. He was called as a prophet to Israel. And this, this pressure was trying to shut that down, trying to shut down his life, trying to restrict him. And in that cave, it says that God told Elijah to come out. And God wanted to speak to him. And it says there was an earthquake and there was a mighty rushing wind. And there was a whole, and then the, it speaks about there was a still, there was a gentle blowing and there was a still small voice. And God ministered to Elijah through the still, small voice. There was a weight of God's whisper into the heart of Elijah. And God was able to strengthen Elijah again on the inside so that he could continue to run the journey and run the race that God had set before him. There's a race that God has called you to finish. And the outward pressure of the time that you and I are living in is only going to get greater from the outside. It's only going to get greater. It really is. That pressure is going to get greater and greater from the outside. And so the internal, in other words, living from the inside out, inside out, and us being a people who stand upon the word of God and know what it is that God has said, sure and secure in the promises of God for our lives, knowing um, what his word says, knowing his heart for you, knowing how much he loves you, you know, this morning, God loves you in exactly the same way that he loves Jesus. You just got to let that sort of soak in for a little bit. God loves you. He doesn't love Jesus any more than he loves you. Because he sent Jesus to die for you and for me. He gave up his son that he might have a family that includes you and me. So Jesus, our father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. He is madly in love with you. He's passionate about you. And he draws us into this love relationship. And I want to so encourage you, the way you and I are going to live free of fear is we've got to keep walking in the light 
and we've got to keep walking in love. We've got to walk in the light of the scriptures, the God's word, and we've got to stay in love. One of the great strategies of the enemy to bring us into a place of bondage again is unforgiveness and bitterness in our heart. If I was to I asked you just now, who owes any money in this place? Is anybody holding any grudges in this place? Anyone got ought, anything against any other man? As I'm telling you this morning, because I'm speaking it of my own life, if you've got anything against any other man, death is starting to work in your, in your spirit. Death is starting to work in your heart. It's like you're, you're shrinking your own life. We've got we to be able to release people. We've got to be able to, you know, forgiveness is a command. I don't know what's happened in your life. You don't know what's happened in mine. But all I know is that when I keep going back to the scriptures and I've got some feelings about some stuff and I've got some opinions, but the word of God says something else, I must allow my opinions and my feelings to come under the truth of the word of God. And I must allow the word of God to shape my life. And so when the word of God says that I've got to forgive, and how many times? 70 times? Seven. And just keep... (laughs) Forgiving doesn't mean if you've gone through a situation and it's like, doesn't mean you're a doormat to somebody that's hurt you. But I'm talking about the, the emotions that rise up in your own heart, the, the mental anguish that carries on in your own mind because of stuff that you've walked through or stuff that people have said or done to you, either knowingly or unknowingly, but it's still an offense to you. Let those things go. Bless those people. You know, we haven't really walked free of offense towards somebody else unless we can really start to pray blessing upon them. We really got to start to pray blessing upon them. Try it. It's quite fun. Someone that you don't really like and has really hurt you, start to pray blessing upon them. At first, it's hard, eh? Like you get it out through gritted teeth, eh? You do. You just do. But then it's like the pump starts to get primed. And then, it, you know what I mean? Because I want to encourage you, you cannot, the enemy fights the battle in the mind, in our thoughts. And you cannot overcome thoughts with other thoughts. The word of God, you've actually got to get into your heart and then you've got to speak it out. You've actually got to speak it out. You've got to declare it. You've actually got to say God's word. Because what, it's like a childlike thing. But God says, you know, when this word of, of, of God is kept in your mouth and you meditate upon it day and night and you keep it in your mouth, you'll be prosperous and successful in whatever you do. So sometimes we just, you know, this battle is going on raging in our minds and we feel like we're going under because, and we're trying to f- counter it with the word of God, but it's just in our minds and God just releases that truth out of his word, saying, Scott, put my word in your mouth. And then I start to declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has been made new. I'm a new creation in Christ. And I I just start to declare God's promises over my life. God, you will supply all of my need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When I'm worried about financial pressure, you know, I start to declare what God's promises are. And I've got to start to speak them out over my life. You're going to have to do the same. We've actually got to, that's how we grow up. We start to declare what God says. So we don't listen to our feelings anymore. We don't listen to our own opinions. We don't listen to the opinions of people around us. We listen to what? God is saying. When Jesus went up on that mountain of transfiguration, he took three of the disciples, eh? Peter, James, and John. Peter, as he always did, started to speak. 
You know, he says, well, can I build a tabernacle for Moses, a tabernacle for Elijah, a tabernacle for you? And it was almost like God had to say, Peter, stop it. And, and, and then it says that a cloud overshadowed them and a voice from heaven came. This is my beloved son. And then there's an exclamation after the next two words. Hear him, exclamation mark. You go and read it in all the different gospels. It's the same. Hear him. <laughs> Listen to him. <laughs> hear him. I want to encourage you, the time in which we're living, guys, hear him. Turn, out, turn off every other noise. Turn off the TV. Turn off what other people are saying. Hear him. Bill Winston was out, uh, he's been out over this weekend and I was listening to him at a meeting a couple of days ago and he said four things God spoke to him in a quiet time was um, about just, you know, time of pressure and stuff that was going on. He said the first thing was just slow down. Sometimes we just need to slow down. Number two is listen for God. Number three is listen to God. And number four is take action based on what you've heard. I want to so encourage you, there's such wisdom in that. Slow down. Stop it. Stop doing our stuff. Stop going to everybody else. You and I are either going to have two sources in our life. We are going to have the source is God and the word of God. And the other source we have is man. When we keep running to man or man's opinion, or well, that preacher says that and that says that, those people may, may be saying certain different things, but they, they are in different stages of their life. You're in a different stage of your life. What is God saying to you for where you're at right now? You've got to hear God. You've got to decipher. And, that, and fortunately, we have the Holy Spirit who is leading every single one of us into all the truth. So I'm ministering some things today, but the Holy Spirit is making it applicable into your life and into your life and into your life where you're at and where you need. And, and he's guiding you into all the truth. Hear him. Just listen to what he's saying to you. Make sure it's, it's obviously backed up by the word of God. And then put that into action. Put that into action. If you need to get counsel from people that you trust that are around you, that's great. But at the end of the day, you've got to hear the voice of God for yourself. I want to so encourage you. Freedom is a powerful, beautiful thing. You know, in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, <clears throat> the writer, Moses, said that we have death and life, or life and death, blessing and cursing set before us every single day of our lives. And there was like a cry out of his heart saying, out of the heart of God saying, choose life. Choose life. It doesn't really matter what happens to us in life. It's what we do about what happens. God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he'll do for another. He's able to make all grace abound towards you so that always in all circumstances you might have an abundance for every good work. He's, he's able to do so much more in our lives. But we, 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 get, we get hemmed in by this world system. We get attached to it. You know, when Abraham came back, and I'm jumping around a little bit, but I trust you, you're sticking with me. When Abraham came back that day and he'd chosen, you know, he'd looked north, south, east, and west, and he went where God had told him to go. It says that Abraham raised up a trained army in his household, 318 trained men. And he heard that Lot, 
his nephew had now been taken captive. That was the guy who went down to the green pastures by the Jordan River and was living according to his natural understanding. And he heard that Lot had been taken captive. And Abraham goes out to go and rescue Lot. And it says that he divides his forces by night. And it says that he gets back all the people and he gets back all the possessions, everything, reclaims it. Now the king of Sodom who was down in that city that Lot had gone to go and live next to, comes out to meet Abraham. But before the king of Sodom gets to Abraham, there's another king that gets to Abraham. And this is, the, this is now known as, as Melchizedek. And it says that Abraham, Melchizedek blesses Abraham and shares a communion meal with Abraham at that time. And it says that Abraham gives Melchizedek a tithe of everything. And it says that the king of Sodom then comes into the, the equation. And there's an interesting thing to note here, because the king of Sodom, which is a picture of the devil, comes up to Abraham and says, Abraham, you can take the things, take all of the things, all of the possessions that you've, that you've reclaimed from these kings that, have, uh, that came to take Lot captive. You can keep all of the things, but give me the people. The devil was saying to Abraham, I want the people. In, in another version, it says, I want the souls. The devil wants the souls. He doesn't mind if, you know, and Abraham, thank God for Abraham, our father of faith. He says to the king of Sodom that day, he says, I don't want one bit of those possessions, lest you say that I have made Abraham rich. You can take all the possessions back. Because at the end of the day, Abraham knew, because he knew in his heart that the devil was after trying to capture those souls. And Abraham wanted to be in a place where he could continue to minister to those souls and ultimately see those souls set free. I want to say I encourage you. God has called us to be free and to be free indeed. The glory of God is man fully alive. Okay, fully alive, fully expressing the gifts that God has given you. God wants you to dream big. It says that the life of the generous gets bigger and bigger and more expensive, and the life of the stingy gets smaller and smaller and smaller. God wants you to live a big life, an expansive life, but it comes from the inside out. It comes from having a heart that is getting more and more tender and more and more generous because of a God that we're walking with who is so much kinder, so much more loving, so much more ferocious than we know. And when we walk with that God and when he's the one who's speaking to us, we spoke this morning about there's a lion on the inside of us. It's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the one who puts that passion on the inside of us. It's his passion for souls. It's his passion for a broken world. It's his passion for people who are living below the inheritance level that he died, that his son died to give us. Do you want to live in the fullness of the freedom that Christ has set you free for? You've got to actually answer that because it's 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 you've actually got to decide to do it. You can, you can stay. We heard last week, Fiona, speak about those guys. You know that for those of you who saw it and, and for those of you who missed it, people who were in prison and they're like solitary confinement. And so often when prisoners get released, 
They commit the same crimes and they, they become so institutionalized that they actually want to go back to the institution because that freedom is a scary thing. God's given us choice. Choose life. Choose me. Choose life over death. I want to encourage you this morning. God is... I really believe that Mount of Transfiguration was a thing he really ministered into my heart this morning for us this morning as we wrap up this morning's message. As we, he, he had Peter and James and John on that mountain and there was a whole lot of stuff going down and he was, he was getting close to the time that, he, that Jesus was going to go to the cross. And it's that, that, that weight of what he was saying is hear him. I want to so encourage you, we've got a, uh, the word of God when we continue in the Word of God, then we're going to be truly disciples of Jesus Christ. We're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make us free. There is no other way to freedom other than staying in the light of God's Word and walking in love. Our God is a God of love. And we get into His Word, and we see how kind He is and how great He is. Every bit of restriction that the enemy has tried to put on us, just that gets seen for what it is and we can see clearly now for who God is and he starts to show us things because freedom comes you know freedom and the choice to live and to, and to truly have life because God's got great things that he wants you to do and he wants me to do but when I allow myself to get my eyes you know on my own circumstances and on my own life self-preservation kicks in and I'm just trying to preserve my life God's saying no no Scott I want you to give your life away so that others might live so when we carry another person's burden we are fulfilling the law of christ when i carry my own burden i'm in sin because i wasn't designed to carry my own burden i was designed to cast my burden onto jesus because he cares for me and i was designed to carry another man's burden when i carry another man's burden i fulfill the law of christ and so i really want to encourage you here this morning the word of god is what shapes us shapes our lives don't worry about don't ever compare yourself to anybody else don't think well hey the preacher this morning and how can i know the word of god like the preachers or just get into the word and, and 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 have a genuine desire for god to speak to you freshly out of his word for yourself start where you are and and say god i'm going to place your word as the source in my life i'm not going to have any other source this is my source. The truth of God's word is going to be my source. I found in my life, and I was, um, it was something that another man said, but I, you know, it just witnessed to me so powerfully again this week. But I, I've seen that the activity of God in my life and the power of God in my life is directly proportional to the reverence that I hold for his word directly proportional to the reverence that I hold for his word. When I get into a place and I get familiar with the word of God, then there's very little activity of the, of the life of God in my life. I've got to, again, have a reverence for his word. God, I mean, every word is truth. This is truth. And the truth's going to make me free. So God, teach me again. Let me come in a childlike way. Open up your truth to me. Let, me. let me see things that I hadn't seen before. Let me discover things that are new and fresh. And God just starts to teach us again because as we draw near to him, he just draws near to us again. 
But he's always just saying that the choice lies with us. Choose life. Slow down. Listen for God. Then listen to God. And then take action in terms of what God is saying to you. Your life will never be the same again. People are going to start to see a freedom on your life around you. They're going to want what's on the inside of you because it's Christ on the inside of you. It's the hope of glory. It's not any, it's no, nothing else. And we just move from one degree of freedom to the next. I want to encourage you. That's the way God's designed us to live. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled in your own thoughts and the cares of this life. Get your focus onto what God's focus is on, and that's his kingdom and souls and the destiny that he's ordained from your, for your life from before the creation of the world began. He's got a destiny that he wants to fulfill over your life. And he is jealous about you doing that. He's not going to leave you alone. The Holy Spirit is going to continue to minister into you, lead you, guide you into all the truth because he's wanting to get you into the plan of God that is upon your life. Maybe the worship team could come up if you tanner around. That'd be amazing on that keyboard at the back here. But just wanted to give you an opportunity this morning. You know, that area of fear um, is such a real thing. And I, I don't know what it is that you are battling with in terms of that area of fear. If it's fear of provision in your life. For us men, provision is a, is a massive thing. Fear of provision, is it a fear of man, what man thinks? Is it a fear of failure? You wanted to start something, you wanted to get something going, but you, you're scared of failing. And so you know you mean to be taking a step and you haven't taken that step. Is it fear of, um, I don't know, is it fear of death, fear of, fear of sickness, fear of tomorrow? I want to encourage you this morning. The way we walk free of fear is in the light of God's word and as we walk with God and we stay in love. And God starts to just show us things. He starts to give us his heart for people. He starts to open up his promises to us again and reveals how big he is and how small we've sometimes made things. God has wonderful, wonderful plans on your life. You're not here by coincidence this morning. And I want to encourage you, even as the team, maybe this starts to minister this morning. Maybe you want to close your eyes, but I believe that there's people this morning that need to hand down and hand over things that have kept you in bondage. And you'll know. The Holy Spirit will be showing you. He doesn't show you to condemn you. He shows you to set you free. Hand those things over to God this morning and let Him, let him cast your burdens onto Christ because he cares for you. Hand those over today. Just let him minister to you this morning. Nathan Brentingham, as I was praying this morning, God laid you in my heart and I believe there was a cry in your heart that God was saying that, or you were saying, crying out to God that there's, I don't know, I, I heard the words, there is more. There was, there was like a cry in your heart saying, God, I know there's more. And God's, said to me this morning he's going to show you them all and um, that he will never disappoint and he's got great things that he's going to show you but there is more and so there's been a cry and there's been a hunger and God's going to he's going to meet you at your level of hunger and your expectation and really believe he wanted me to encourage you this morning in that 
He sees your, sees your walk, sees your faithfulness, and he wants, to, he wants to do more and show you more and reveal himself as the God who is more than enough for you. This is an incredible church and uh, has amazing roots. But the, there is so much more that is coming. There is so much more and in the influence and the impact and the songs that are going to go out and the influence. Well, I thank you for marriages that are here today. I thank you that you were just, where there's been strain in marriages and even between husbands and wives and where there's been a lack of intimacy and fruitfulness. I thank you, Lord, for just such a, a releasing of one another today and love flowing again and for those where there's been divorce and brokenness and there's been separation Lord I pray just an ability to release partners and spouses ex-spouses today and just to set them set themselves free today thank you Lord that this is a new day old things have passed and behold God has made all things new it's a fresh wind today there is a fresh wind in God hand over to Hilt as he comes up and just sensitivity to however he wants to lead this with the worship and with whatever other response but just maybe just sing this chorus a couple of times just, yeah, I believe God is ministering and God is wanting to set some people free God's the one that sets us free. It's not our clever thinking or rationalizing things. But just close your eyes. Let's just take a moment. I know we're coming to the end of the service time, but let's just take a moment just to let God administer us. also really felt, you know, we obviously Hilt was speaking about many uh, going home to be with the Lord in the early hours or last night and what, a, what an incredible life he lived. One of the things I remember I felt God had laid in my heart for Adele because many wasn't so well a, a little while ago and he recovered was that this older generation sometimes has been put on the back burner and um, that there's so much wisdom that some of these older generals in the faith are carrying that we've got to learn from. And really felt for you guys, for Vonnie and Fiona this morning that, I know Craig Grishel said it, but if you're not dead, you're not done. <laughs> but that there is so much more ministry on the inside of you and so much more freedom to release into this next generation. And really that God wanted you to be encouraged this morning and, to, and that there's an unlocking and that there is so much more that he's going to be doing.
and to trust Him to step out in that and to know that we are, we're always walking in the wake of what it is that you've pioneered. We, we give honor to what's gone ahead. We know the incredible price that you've paid in order that we walk in the freedom that we walk in. And we want to open that up for people coming in behind us. But keep pioneering, even at your age. Don't stop pioneering. There's so much more. And keep pushing in. Uh, your labor has never been in vain. And there is so much that people have gleaned off your life and are going to continue to glean on clean off as you continue though to walk by faith and not by sight in this season don't don't shrink back this is the time to move forward this is the time to go into everything that god has ordained and to trust him with all of your heart let it be a childlike trust again as you step into this new season of fruitfulness and ministry there is a there's a fresh wave and a fresh anointing to to step into that in this season of your lives Come on, let's, uh, let's stand together. We're going to just sing the bridge of the song because I believe God's going to lock something in us as we begin to sing this bridge. Praise the Lord. Come on, so come on, my soul. Let's sing together. So come on, my soul. Don't you get shy of me. Lift up your song. Because you've got a light inside of those arms. Get up and this morning um, I love how you had your notes but you didn't look at them <laughs> and that's the diversity of the body of Christ I love that you, I told you that he's passionate and just began to share from his heart and freedom and I think that's what we need um, you know uh, religion system world system will try and define you put you into a box and I think you expressed that this morning just to be free and uh, it's for freedom Christ has set us free and God has a desire for every single one of you to live free. And maybe you're even questioning, what does that mean? Well, I'm praying that over the next couple of weeks, God is going to unlock something in you and you're going to start to experience freedom. But the gist of today is get into the Word of God. We're on a day 113 in reading the Word of the Lord through the, through the Bible in one year. 
It's not too late to join that. You don't have to catch up 113 days, but just start today, okay? And you don't even have to read the Bible in one year. Just get a Bible and start to read it. Start with the gospel of, I don't know, John maybe or Ephesians. Book of James is amazing. And just start. You even mentioned that today. Just start. I've just started something personally. I'll tell you about that another time. But just start. God wants to unlock freedom in in your life. There's many people that are in captivity in and around us and even in your own minds. God wants to set you free. So next week, I'm going to be speaking some more on freedom. And then uh, we've got Colin going to speak and Adele's going to preach as well um, in the next couple of weeks as we explore this idea of freedom. Just as we end, just last prayer, let's just close our eyes and we end the service. Lord, thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you for freedom for every single one of us. Thank you for Scotty who shared today just so powerfully and just unlocking something in us. Thank you for your word. We cherish it, Lord. And I pray that as your people, Open Skies Kloof today, those watching online, as we start to get into your word more and more, that it would set us free in the most incredible ways. That words would just jump off the page and just speak to our hearts in the most powerful ways, God. It's your word that sets us free. Thank you, Jesus. We receive that today. And I want to pray a freedom prayer for anyone here today. If you feel like you have been bound, I want to pray a prayer over you right now. Lord God, I pray that you would set people free today where people are in bondage, in slavery, even in their minds. They're just locked in with negative voices, negative thoughts. Would you set your people free today, God? Lord, this week, would there be such a powerful supernatural unlocking in people's lives? We spoke about the F word earlier. Here's another one. Lord, favor upon people today. Favor over their lives and their businesses, their families. Would you just do the most incredible things as you set your people free? You want us to live free. Fully free one day in eternity, but this side of eternity, your word says that you came to give us life and life to the full. And when I think about a full life, I think of freedom. So set your people free, Lord. And last prayer, if you had a day and you've never experienced this, you've never even given your life to God, if you want to be free, you need to commit your life to Him. So you can just say this prayer quite in your heart. Just say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life fully. Come and set me free. Thank you for dying on the cross for me so that I could experience that forgiveness and freedom. And today, Lord, I put you first in my life. I want to learn from you, the author, the finisher of my faith. And as I start to read your word, I pray that you would unlock something and set me free. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. And today, I place you Lord of my life. Come and live in my heart. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Can we just thank Scotty uh, for sharing so powerfully today? Awesome. Thank you, band. So uh, Scotty's gonna be preaching again tonight. Uh, some of us will be up in Maritzburg for the album launch. Thank you for being in church today. And uh, if you're visiting us for the first time, we'd love just to meet you. So there's a place called Guest Central out there. You can get a coffee on us and just say hi. The rest of you have an amazing day. God bless everybody. Oh, one other thing. Uh, we've got five ladies who wanna join us on the Lesotho mission. So now we need like an extra car. We need a guy, maybe, just a guy. I don't know, like just to come and drive us. I'm not saying ladies can't drive, but uh, a guy in a four by four or something. So if, if you are feeling stirred to do that, we'd love to have you join us. Come and speak to me. God bless everybody. Have a good day. Bye.